<laughs> hey, welcome back to Radio One Chicago here on 88.7 FM WLUW. That was our, one of our favorite, um, one of our favorite uh, hip hop MCs from Chicago, Astonish. Miss Forbes, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? It's only been about 17 years since we last seen each other. No, actually, you no, know, about I 10 s- months ago. Yeah. We, we like <laughs> randomly like bumped into each other in a parking lot because your car, something happened with your car. Yeah, my car wasn't working. <laughs> that that yeah, that's what happened to my car. <laughs> that that seems to be the 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 only case for when these things uh, usually occur. Yeah, it, it was it was one of those things like it's funny running into you, but it was like really really funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh snap, that's Gabe. Hey, it's you. <laughs> that's true. Oh, but it's cool. It though. was meant to be. We were meant to catch up with each other. Again. Exactly. And now look at it. Ten months later. Ten months later. You're, you're doing amazing things. I'm trying. So I'm trying to try. All right, so for, for our for our listeners who are just joining us, Trading Races is a card game. Yes. But it's not really a game in a sense, right? Because it actually asks the participants to um, discuss race about black historical uh, people mm-hmm. and what their, what, I guess, what their contributions to the black culture and black race and then value it against other black historical people, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. The, so, the, yes. The short end or the long end of that question is yes. And the short end is yes, too. Okay. So, so for example, like, I think it was like the, the Kickstarter. We'll talk about the Kickstarter in a second. But the video that you had there, I think someone like had like a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And then I think someone pulled out like a Rosa Parks, right? Right. So, I, I guess on the, sur- <laughs> on the surface, you when you think of the word like black and contributions uh-huh. and like those like respectful uh, historical black people in America, you'd probably say like, yeah, Rosa Parks does have more value. Right. It depends on how you're quantifying it. And so so for me, the interesting like part of the game is that blackness is not uh, one single thing. And sure. so it's not necessarily like it's not just the color of your, your skin. It's not. Um, maybe what you have done for black culture or black folks, it could be um, a range of different things that quantify, you know, um, somebody's explanation of blackness. And so there isn't, like you can't go to Webster and and look up what a definition for blackness is because it's just, it's so all-encompassing. And so in your example with like Dennis Rodman and like Rosa Parks, uh, I mean, like to me, it's like a clear, you know, it's a clear, for me, it's a clear Rosa on this one. But on somebody this, yeah. may argue They're like, that Dennis Rodman, you know. All his basketball achievements have some sort of significant value. Yeah. And actually, you know, he was really kind of a pioneer in his time in terms of breaking out of a stereotype of what a typical black male would be. Like cross-dressing and things like that. Exactly. And very open about it. Very, very open. Um, so, I mean, there's some there's some questions in terms of, like, if if Dennis Rodman hadn't done the things that he did in his time, um, would we have, um, would Kanye West be able to do some mm. of the things that he's done? As far as, like, the comfort level by the, exactly. by the public. Because exactly. they're like, you're not, you're not really the first one, but we've seen this before, but yeah. it's not new to our eyes. Yes. So there's a um, a normalization that it's, sure. that's, that's occurred in a couple yeah. decades there. So it, it all depends on who's kind of like thrown out in a particular deck. You might have our typical uh, typical round, but like you might have like um, Justin Timberlake, Bill Clinton, and Justin Bieber. Who, okay. who do you who do you go with there? Like who would be then? 
the blackest, <laughs> you know? Like, how, how do you then begin to start? Um, because there's now questions of, like, appropriation and, and maybe, like, the correctness of their appropriation. Right. Um, so the, so the, the, game the game itself isn't exclusive to just African-Americans or black people who have contributed to America. No, in it's super diverse. It's, it's incredibly diverse. And I did that uh, purposefully um, because um, I really wanted to highlight uh, the malleability of race. Like right. race, is, race is a construct. We are all part of the human race. But the notion of race is something that we've constructed, right? Right. Um, and that's what I wanted to bring out in this game. When did you decide to, I guess, what, how did the how was the idea conceived? Were you just like, either I mean, right now, especially the last couple of years, uh, uh, with all the, the the discussion of law enforcement and policing in the African American community, um, we've seen the the shootings uh, between law enforcement and African Americans, and also what happened with the presidential election. There was yeah. a lot of discussion about race during the election. Was yeah. there any point in the, that time period that you sat down and you're like, how do I, like, th is that where the idea was conceived during that period? Um, I wouldn't say that the idea was conceived during that period, but um, it definitely heightened my, um, me wanting to figure it out faster. Sure. So this kind of came to me um, in 2007. Ah. Uh, but it was in a very different form. Um, so in 2007, I was in, grad, in art grad school mm -hmm. um, and had a really interesting experience as a, um, a woman of color uh, in, in UIC's program. And um, there was a series of things that had happened. And I was really struggling to uh, have conversations with my faculty around race. Right. Um, and there was this expectation um, that as a, a woman of color, that I was supposed to do only black work. Mm. That's all I was qualified to do. And um, if I didn't do something that fit into that box, they didn't know they didn't know how to operate. It was just like, what is what is happening to us? We can't talk, you know. So they really couldn't talk about black work, but then they couldn't talk about work if it wasn't like specifically black. It was a hard place to be. Right. Um, but they were really unwilling to have a conversation with me. Right. Um, and so I had. Uh, an idea for a piece of work um, and then over the years that piece has transformed and we landed at trading races nearly 10 years later <laughs> <laughs> so so this yeah. is something that you've uh, you've uh, you know evolved and worked on yeah when you first like after I guess when when you came to this idea and you presented it to people or at least I'm pretty sure you, you were looking for some sort of feedback what was the initial reaction where people were like, that's cool or like you're absolutely certified nuts? Um, a little, um, a little I both. think back at, <laughs> see, it all depends on like what year, right? Um, I think 2007 through maybe 2011, yeah. if I spoke about it, um, I was definitely like, that's crazy. That's not a good, you know, because I think at that time in, um, not even go later, like 2007 to maybe 2013-ish, 2012, 2013-ish. Mm -hmm. um, people were really basking in this, like, we are post-race, you know? And then we had Obama. Right. Like, we have a black president. Yeah, like, we good now. America, good. America solved we racism. We are doing it, you know? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, people weren't, they were like, we don't need to have that conversation. We, right. we made it, you know? So Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. So it, it, it didn't work then. Um, 
But then, you know, like you said, we had uh, Trayvon Martin. We had all of these police shootings. Um, Michael Brown. Michael Brown. Like, the things happen. Fergus, you know, we can go on and on sure. about um, these instances that just kind of solidify that we have we are not post-race. We are not there yet. Right. And these conversations and discussions need to be happening. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Kenyatta Forbes, the creator of the new game, Trading, Trading Races, um, that... I don't know. So let, let's talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. You started. Uh, you you ha- you have a Kickstarter page. You met your goal. Yeah. I think it was forty five hundred or four thousand. Uh, it was four thousand. So sure. it got overfunded by a couple hundred. Thank Which you. is great. Yes. So and, you know more is better. There you go. For sure. So you print up a couple more cards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> additional cards. Yeah. Um, so th- right now it's just sort of in a planning uh, pilot stage, right? Yeah, we are um, right now. I'm in um, pre pre pre-production um i'm literally just waiting for the proof to come back um from the manufacturer which should be here in a couple days and then um ready to go it's a it's a pretty exciting time um so the cards had to uh i had prototypes available yeah um which i used for my kickstarter video yeah and um now um the cards are beautifully hand illustrated yeah they um, look fantastic they they uh did you design I, those as well? I found the most amazing illustrator uh, on Instagram, on the gram. Hey, that's the best uh, place to go. <laughs> literally. Um, and she, her name is Stephanie. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, if you follow um, our Insta- my Instagram for Trading Races, uh, so it's at Trading Races, you can uh, see some of her amazing work. Um, and so uh, that is done and the cards are ready. Um yeah, we're it, it's it's crunch time right now. So we have a, a delivery date of um, to, to for orders to be shipped in in folks' hands around April nineteenth, which is a few weeks away. So it's crazy to see um, a dream become a reality that fast. So, so right. So will it? Uh, are you working on distributing into stores, or right yeah. now just gonna be online? Right now, the- yeah. People have asked me. Um, what I wanted to ultimately do. Um, I do have, shout out to Sir and Madam um, up north in Hyde Park, mm-hmm. or up south in Hyde Park. Um, I do have one location in the city of Chicago that will uh, exclusively be selling them. Um, but other than that, it will be um, uh, online distribution through my website, which is uh, www.tradingracesgame.com. I don't think you have to say the www anymore. But. I like to say it. It makes me feel good, though. <laughs> I own that. I own, those, I own those three Ws, though. So they're getting set. So uh, we're, we're going to play in just a second. But uh, So we're, we're going to deal ourselves a hand and try to play this online. Uh, online on air um if you have any questions for kenyatta 773-508-9589 about this very interesting game called trading races uh but do you think that um people who are not of color when they play this that there may be some sensitivity issues where they're like they're talking about it or is that kind of like the focus to have them engage into talking about race and color it's really interesting i've done um quite a few like during the kickstarter i did some game nights um and i've done some uh, play test as well mm-hmm. um, and that's come up but I think that it, we all need to be having this conversation and there is an element of uh, awkward or uncomfortableness sure um, but I think it's the same kind of niche of like uncomfortableness that like a game like Cards Against Humanity would get make you feel right, right. or what's that game that you used to play with like in college you know never have I ever mm-hmm. right so there's always there's an element of that but 
um, there's a lot of growth that happens in those uncomfortable moments um, that could be, you know, an aha moment about um, that people don't realize that they even maybe have like uh, some sort of subtle bias that is there. Sure. It, it kind of reminds me of like the the Jordan Peele film uh, Get Out. That's mm-hmm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. people who, mm-hmm. who've seen and and I was listening to um, an interview that he was giving and someone was talking about like how uh, and even people who've seen it and they were talking with uh, with white people and the, how they how that film made them feel of like looking at the the characters play these uh, they don't think they're being racist but obviously it's in their character yeah. to say you know questionable things yeah like I have four black friends why are you counting why are you counting them up why are you counting why is there a roster you know so I, I so so it just makes me think like this is maybe a turn into a time period where it is becoming more frequent that we discuss um, discuss race and maybe if someone isn't you know fully aware or woke as the yeah. kids like to say yeah that there won't be an intimidation of you know backlash because they're just unaware yeah, not no I, I i think and that's where the humor of this game really um helps and supports and comes into play yeah um I so think, you think this is like sort of a guiding into that yeah, like yeah this is you like, know this is a gateway it's, it's a gateway conversation <laughs> you know um I think that that's a good way to put it, but I'm not trying to, uh, you know, this game is not, I wasn't creating it to trap somebody so that then people can point out, you're racist, that that isn't. isn't I always knew it. Yeah, that isn't the goal at all. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's, you know, I'm really like interested in the dialogue and the conversations. And then, you know, once, you know, you play this over a couple beers, it, it gets interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> is that where the honesty like everyone starts to get oh a little bit God. looser is, and is, everyone's not yeah. as stiff to not say the wrong thing well you know what's the saying a drunk tongue speaks a sober mind <laughs> um so you never know you yeah. never know all right well let, let's get into it because i have some questions as we go along we're talking with the creator of trading races a new game that's going to be available next month um courtesy of Kenyatta Forbes and her trading races team that's uh, putting oh, this I out. I wish it was a team. God, I wish I had a team. It, it's a, it, it, it was a team <laughs> effort to put this together. I'm sure it was. So uh, so how many, when you start out, how many, like, uh, is it like um, like poker? Do you get like five cards? Yep. or? You start with five cards. All right. Um, so I'll go ahead and deal it out here. See what we got. Okay. All right, so I'm going to pick up my five cards. Yeah, there's a bit of strategy here. So if I had to, like, say a game that this is similar to, it's very similar to spades. Um, And, you know, you don't, if you want to start, go out strong, you can. Sure. But, um, you know, just like in spades, you may have a throw, you know, a throwaway hand. Just let that go. (laughs) You just know you can't do it. So, you know, you want to play the best of your ability here. And so since I dealt, I'm going to let you go ahead and. Is it it fair to the the people in these cards to like say like you're you're the loser of the bunch? I mean, (laughs) but it's all relative, though, because somebody, you know what I mean? Like with the example before, you know, Justin Bieber and Justin Timberlake, you know. So I'm going to throw out a person that I'm not familiar with. And maybe you'll probably have to educate me. Martin Baker. What what did he do? If I do, you remember the memes? I I thought that's who he that's was. That, the, the guy standing at the club with the cell phone meme. That's him. Then uh, yeah, then then I made a good choice. That, that yeah, Republican he, senator. Yes. Um. 
So since you um, started out with what I would kind of compare to a two of clubs, um, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and put down Vanilla Ice Ooh. As, um, uh, I'm, as my person to out black Martin Baker. I, I can't even like compare. I can't even defend Martin Baker because Vanilla Ice did sell like a trillion records and also... He was on Arsenio Hall, so I'm like I'm making the case more for you than for my yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, and I was gonna say <laughs> he he survived the argument with with Suge Knight, and uh, that alone, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Well, yes. we don't really know if he was uh, hung over that balcony in L.A. That's on that true. and signed away his publishing. We don't really know. So I'm a, uh, so since I won that hand, right. I'm gonna go out. Second card there so with Raven Simone. You pulled out Raven Simone, Raven the Simone. who has a, a questionable background and who has some very she questionable said, things. She said some things, and I think she the, said some things. And she was riding uh, with Republicans during the the election, right? She, she said some things. Riding pretty tough. She said something about people's names being what was it watermelon tundra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got some. So, uh, but, but she also did You're So Raven, which gave hope for a lot of young black girls to she see did. themselves on TV. She did that. She did do that. So, I mean, she, she has some positives, but she has some negatives as an adult. I'm going to counter that with, um, I'm, I'm going to pull out the strong hand and go with Jesse Jackson, who, mm. who, who stood alongside Martin Luther King and who was there yep. when Martin Luther King was assassinated. So that, I mean, that has to like have like hella value. That has super value. I mean, and he also, if I'm not mistaken, was the first black man to run for presidency. And yeah, and he um, made a good run at it too. So I can't even argue with you. You, you I mean, Jesse Jackson takes factor. I'm gonna take that. That's 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 all you. All right, so that that's, that's my you. that. Do we call these books still? Yeah, you call them books. All right. You know, I'm a, I love me. I love <laughs> me some space. You know, if it gets heated, I might start slapping cards down the table. Um, that's all you. So I'm gonna go with a questionable. A iconic sports hero, but also a mm. questionable uh, person to the black community whose people either love or hate, depending on your uh, what side of the fence you're on. Ooh. I'm going to go with Michael Jordan. Oh, see, I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you might have went with OJ the way you was talking. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> speaking <Okay>. of... <laughs> If you haven't seen the people versus OJ, uh, go watch that on it's Netflix. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. Um, so with the MJ, I think um, I'm a go with Oprah. Okay, so here's uh, here's what I'll say about MJ. I'll, I'll make my my defense yeah, make for the case. Uh, for OJ. I'm here for it. Um, is that MJ was he wasn't like the I think he was like the first really super all star black player. Because when you think of like post magic, when he was when when he retired because of AIDS, but like MJ was like the guy, the face of the NBA for a lot of years, and you know even after he retired, he came back. And also, uh, what else did he do? And also, he had the um, was it the YMCA, the Jordan Foundation, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. So he was doing stuff in the community. However, doesn't he own stock in private prisons, which is where most of our black men are? I said, however, uh, <laughs> however, some some have argued that with the millions and trillions of dollars that his shoes generate, is he doing enough? Yeah, is he doing enough, and is he giving back is enough? He's giving back because I remember for a second there, people was dying for Jordans. Yeah, but also he did stand up for uh, for the bathroom bill in North Carolina. This is true, and he donated what like a million dollars to the ACLU or something like that. This is true. A little bit too late though. I don't know. I'm sure, but make your case for Oprah. Oprah, I mean. 
Okay, I have a special place in my heart for Oprah because I did go to one of her last shows and she did send me to a spa in Tucson, Arizona. Thank you, Open Shop, Oprah. Shout out to Oprah. Um, Airfare so and everything? Airfare that's, and everything. That's legit. I mean, I, it was a beautiful th- Thank you, Oprah. Um, but, I mean, she was a pioneer. A pioneer to have her own daytime mm. prime slot fact t- talk show. That's a tough one. I'm I'm just saying that she, without her, I'm not sure. Who else? I can't even think of a woman on daytime television who's come after her that's been a woman of color. Mm. Wendy Williams. Different genre. (laughs) Oprah was actually helping. She was fixing lives. Factoid. True. Um, Wendy is not. I mean, no, no, she's she's not. She's not on the same. Get, yeah, you know, shout out to Wendy. I love a good piece of you know hot tea, but Oprah was actually trying to shape America in a different way. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give that to Oprah, and also she created like a school in like Africa for, oh my for God. girls. Yes. So when when did uh, all right, we got we got enough time for one more round. One more. All so, right, I'm gonna pull out the Bill Clinton, the first. African American black president versus the first black American president. (laughs) (laughs) This should be interesting. Yeah. I mean Uh let's think about it. Um the nineties had a lot of jobs, took a lot of uh black families out of poverty into middle incomes, right? But he also put a lot of black you talk what just so you know we're talking about Bill Clinton. But he also because you're like which one? To be clear Um, to clarify. But he also was the one who did who um, the three crime, strikes the crime bill yep the, the crime the bill which crime totally bill. destroyed black families Fact. and communities yeah and he he owned that though he did even now he was like biggest mistake of my life yep he biggest owned mistake. that yep and now then, you got obama yep okay a lot, um, lot of people might say that obama didn't do a lot for black people in his eight years i mean he was too busy cleaning up white folks stuff but that's an excuse <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i mean uh, Obama, you can only do so much, and he was he was up against so much for eight years. Mm. He couldn't even get what was the Supreme Court justice approved. Yep, Merrick Garland. Yep. So, um, I'm gonna have to go with Obama. I mean, yes, Bill Clinton (sighs) can play the saxophone, but I'm pretty sure Obama can ball. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Obama just because um, we're in Chicago. Yeah, represented for the city. You know, true life. All right. So how, how do we how do you define a winner? Like who who has the most cards? Who has the most books at the end of the game? So just like spades, you know, at gotcha. the end, uh, who has the most so books? So do you have a idea in mind, like a Cards Against Humanity, where you can buy more sets and oh introduce more characters? Yeah, not characters, <laughs> more characters, characters. more humans, Ooh. more real people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there will be there are expansion packs uh, for sure. That's the greatest um, idea ever. Yeah, and and one of the the first ones is that I want to make kind of an evil if you will, expansion pack, and that's going to be. <laughs> and, and I want to thank, thank you to Ben Carson. He actually helped me devise this pack, so after he came out with that speech. Um, so it's going to be the... called the Uncle Tom expansion pack. Wow. Um, and it's basically the deck that's dedicated to messing up your whole hand. Um, so all of those people in there. <laughs> are those going to be your Trump cards? Or, just, uh, or like, you know, just. Yeah, just actually sh- Trump is in that in that expansion pack. <laughs> so um, so pun, that is. Pun intended. Yeah. That that is the 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 goal is there will be um, multiple different kinds of expansion packs for sure. Nice. 
Uh, tell again, people, how they can, right now, can you, like, pre-order? Yes, you can pre-order. Okay. So if you go to, I'm not going to say the W's, but if you go to TradingRacesGame.com, you can order or pre-order your deck. Um, they are 25 plus shipping. Um, and if you want to stay up to date on all of the updates, you can also look at the Kickstarter. So if you just Google Trading Races and Kickstarter, it'll come up. Um, and every week I am posting status updates to, so you can see exactly where we are in the production process. Um, but we're pretty close. We're pretty, we're pretty close. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Kenyatta, I appreciate you so much. Thank Kenyatta Forbes, so the creator much. of Trading Races, joining us here <laughs> on Radio 1 Chicago. Tell people how they can follow you on the social medias. You can follow me on the gram. Um, Trading Races is the, uh, is the name. You can also follow me if you you want to follow Mimi, which oh, is Kenyatta.Forbes, or you can follow us on Twitter, which is uh, Trading Races as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Radio 1 Chicago. Support. It's locally based, locally owned, and I get myself a free uh, pack that she just brought with her, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, Gabe. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>